Hello everybody and welcome back to Benchwarmers Anonymous. It's been a little break, but I'm still Eli. And I think I'm Corbin. That's right. And this is our first podcast back after a little uh, season of rest and recuperation. We've both been busy educating others and getting educated ourselves, but we are happy to start bringing sports news back to our loyal listeners and uh, just hope to continue to see this grow. So without further ado, let's get into it. Just a rundown of what we're going to cover. Um, First, the second biggest return, Cam going to the Panthers. Um, That is the second biggest after, you know, the return of Benchwarmers Anonymous. I completely agree. Um, Secondly, the Chiefs and the Bucks, last year's Super Bowl um, contenders. Where are they now? What are their outlooks for the rest of the season? Um, We're going to also give you some key takeaways we have from the NFL. That's right. We'll predict the Monday night games, dig into some college football a little bit, and we also have a surprise for you all. Eli, would you like to let them in on the surprise? So our special surprise for you, the listeners, is during football season at least, we are going to start doing two episodes a week with the second episode going up Friday mornings, and we are going to preview and make predictions for the upcoming weekend slate of NFL games. We're going to do that with a guest on. We're going to try to get a guest every week. And um, we asked Tony Romo about this week. He turned us down, so we're going to have to find somebody else. But we're going to start doing that. Uh, just We're going to record it Thursday night, so we're not going to know the results of the Thursday night game. But we are going to preview the weekend game ahead. So we're really excited for that. So if you're interested in being a part of Benchwarmers Anonymous or would like to um, volunteer someone to be a part of it, great Christmas present idea, um, <laughs> please send us an email. Uh, we'll give you that email later. Um, one quick key change as well to Benchwarmers Anonymous is we will no longer be live on Instagram at 11 o'clock. Um, for you morning worker folks, we're going to start posting at 6 a.m. so everyone has a chance to listen on the way to work. So um, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this thing. So the biggest topic that I think is on everybody's mind this week, or at least it was on mine and Eli's, um, Eli being a Panthers fan, I know this is a very big deal for him, but Cam Newton's return to the Panthers. Um, It's a very big deal, obviously, for you Carolina fans that are listening. Um, I think it's a big deal for the NFL. Um, I also think it's a big deal for the Panthers franchise. Um, Eli, you're a Panthers fan. We'll let you dig into this first. Yeah, I, for one, am very excited about Cam's return. Uh, not as, well, obviously for a football perspective, but also just as a fan of the Panthers perspective. He, I think he brings a lot of added excitement to the game, especially. I mean, I was telling my dad, I've told a couple people this, I'd Regardless of his skill level, I'd rather lose watching Cam play than lose watching Sam Darnold play. And I think just the he's going to bring a lot to the table as a rusher. Passer, I'm not as, not so sure about, but as a rusher, but also just as a face of the team. Uh, I went to a, the, one of the Panthers games a couple weeks ago. They were playing the Vikings, and the stadium was just dead. And um, I can... I'm not going to guarantee, but I I would be very shocked if there is a game that Cam Newton starts at where the stadium is dead. He just breathes a whole new life into that team. And if I watched the first half of the game uh, sitting in the airport um, this weekend against the Cardinals, and they were just the whole team was all fired up, emotional. So hopefully they'll 
keep that emotion channeled and continue to dominate next week against the Washington football team. And I'm just really excited to see Cam back on the Panthers. What do you think about him just as a foot from a football perspective? Um, from a football perspective, um, I obviously think Cam is still a great quarterback. Um, obviously, he's not what he was years ago during the MVP run. Um, I, I have said this, uh, Eli, I know we've talked about this at earlier times. I really think this was a franchise move to save the fan base. Um, I know from obviously growing up here in North Carolina, Panthers fans have a very rocky relationship with the Panthers organization. Um, Cam Newton was that one constant that I think just made all Panthers fans happy. So they brought him back. And originally that was my thought, and then obviously you watch the game, and he has a 100% touchdown ratio this season in his single appearance um, in the NFL this year. But, um, yeah, I think he's a save the face of the franchise. I think they knew they were losing the fan base. Bringing him in brings that fan base back up. It re-strengthens it. One opinion I do have about it is now's probably a good time for the Panthers to re-franchise. Um, obviously, Cam's no, no Tom Brady, but we see with like the Buccaneers when they signed Tom Brady. They changed their jersey scheme. They switched back to uh, their logo that they're using with the pirate flag. Um, they take advantage of that, get the fans back on track, and they pull out a Super Bowl. Uh, we see a similar thing happen with the Browns when they draft Baker Mayfield. They went from an 0-16 team to um, a playoff contender every year. So I think the Panthers have built a base where they should really build upon now that they have brought Cam back, um, maybe change some things around. I did see on Twitter um, that they posted a jersey swap for Cam, and the only thing that changed was the Panthers logo on the left part of the chest had the same Panther with 100 behind it. So maybe it's time to change. Um, football and basketball are obviously different, but Charlotte did this once before. With the Hornets, they switched from the Bobcats back to the Hornets Association, and they've had a little bit of success since then. Um, they they went back to their old jersey scheme since right before bringing in LaMelo Ball. They've had great success with that. It rejuvenated the fan base. I think that's what the Panthers have in store now. So I'm not going to answer this because I am a biased Panthers fan, and I think we're going to the – well, I don't think, but I hope we're going to the – playoffs every year and I think we're going to make a deep run but Corbin I ask you this as the standings are this morning we are the seventh seed out of seven that will make it to the playoffs seventh wild or the last wild card seed do you think the Panthers will make a pl the playoffs with Cam Newton leading the way I would not even be asking this question if Darnold was the quarterback for the rest of the season because frankly I probably would not watch another game he was that bad but do you, so I'll just pose the question to you. Do you think that the Panthers will make the playoffs this year? Um, I think they definitely have a chance. Um, I know with that Jameis Winston injury in New Orleans, that that gives a rocky place for the Saints to be. So the Panthers definitely have a shot at pulling out second, I believe, in the division. Um that's that's a strong division at this point in football. Obviously, it's down a little bit from the past couple of years, but I think they can definitely pull out a wild card spot. 
depending on how everyone else ends up, you know, the ridiculously strong every year NFC East is obviously going to hurt them a lot. So, um, yeah. but yes, on a serious note, I think they have a shot um, if they play like they did against the Cardinals. I, I think anything's possible at this point. Um, maybe take away winning the division out of that, but playoffs are definitely on the spectrum, I believe. Well, <clears throat> this gets us into our next point. And I will say you mentioned winning the division is out of the question. But me, as a biased Panthers fan and a disliker of Tom Brady, the Bucks did lose yesterday. And they we sit only a game and a half behind them in the division, and we play them twice. So I'm just putting it out there that we do have a outside shot to beat the Bucks and eventually take the division. Not saying it'll happen at all. I'm just saying floating it out there, that it is it is a possibility. It's not as far-fetched as it looked two weeks ago before the Bucks lost two in a row and when Sam Darnold was the quarterback for the Panthers. But anyway, to put a bow on that, uh, I'm glad Cam's back in the Carolinas. I think he belongs there. It was weird watching him in New England. It was also nostalgic watching him Sunday because I feel like I grew up watching Cam play, and he kind of grew up playing and watching me through reverse of the TV. In a way, it's not. <laughs> oh, dang it. I tried to say it. Okay. On that topic of the Bucks, let's go ahead and look at our two Super Bowl contenders from last year. We're just over halfway through the NFL season this year. Um, so the Chiefs and the Bucks, as Eli just said, the Bucks have lost two straight. There is a chance they don't win the NFC South. Um, however, I, I still think it's pretty likely they pull it out on this one. Um, but the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are really eliminating themselves from the Super Bowl picture, which is very uncommon compared to the last couple of years under Patrick Mahomes as quarterback. Eli, what are your thoughts? I do agree with you. I think the Bucks will end up – they'll get in the playoffs for sure. Um, I think they're just kind of struggling through some things. But, I mean, they have Tom Brady, and he's not going to miss the playoffs by any means. And I'm sure – once he gets there, he'll win a couple games too. But the Chiefs, I feel like they're an, they're an interesting team this year, more so than the um, the past years. They're kind of reminding me of the Cavaliers when LeBron James was with them and how they'd kind of coast through the regular season. And I feel like that's kind of coming back to bite them a little bit this year. But I still feel confident that they'll make the playoffs. Uh, the Chargers started really hot. The Raiders started really hot in that division. But they're both kind of slowing down. And I feel like by the end of the year, the Chiefs, they might not win the division, but I think they will be in the playoffs at least by a wild card. And if I was one of the other teams in the AFC, I would not want to play the Chiefs, regardless of how they're playing, as long as Patrick Mahomes is on the field. Um, I think he just brings another element. And when once he is connected with Tyreek Hill throughout the game and Travis Kelsey, I think that they're just going to be tough to beat. But I do... I have enjoyed seeing them and the Bucks to a degree struggle this year. I think it like I said, just an extra layer of excitement to the season. Um I for one agree. One thing I don't like when it comes to sports is the same team dominating every year. So college football, you see Alabama consistently in the top. The NBA, we had those that strain of years where the Cavaliers and the Warriors you knew were gonna be in the finals. Um the NFL these past few years with the Chiefs or Tom Brady. So um, it'll be nice to 
possibly have something switched up where there's some new faces. Um, Eli, we did this with the NBA season last year, but let's I'm curious. Let's do this with the NFL. Way too early Super Bowl predictions. Mm. We're right at the halfway point. Who who are your two Super Bowl predicted teams right now? You know what? <clears throat> I was actually thinking about this the other day. Um, I I think the Rams are loading up on so much talent. I think they're going to be just really tough to beat. I, I, I think Odell Beckham's a little overrated at this his age now. I think he's more of just a name and um, just a, to say, I mean, for lack of a better word, he could just be a decoy to a certain degree. But I think he'll give them a little bit of something. And then Von Miller on defense, I think he's about the same. He's past his prime, but he'll st- he'll still contribute a little bit. But I think even before adding those two, I still was a big fan of the Rams. Stafford's playing great. Their defense is locked down. Jalen Ramsey is really fun to watch uh, just as, from a corner's perspective. And then Aaron Donald's obviously a beast. Uh, I think I'm going to pick the Rams from the NFC. And then with the AFC, is I think it's more open personally and I'm kind of going to go out on a limb here and um I'm you know what I'm just going to say I think the Ravens are going to surprise a lot of people they I know they lost to Miami this week and uh I know a lot of people including my roommate are really against Lamar and don't think he can be a winning quarterback but I think that he's going to get them there this year I don't I mean I don't know if they'll win or not but I I do think that they're due for a run they they have had a lot of good games this year and um played a lot of teams close, so they're getting that uh, experience of closing close games, and I think they're just going to come out on top. Uh, I was hoping the Titans would would make it, but I think once Derrick Henry got hurt, if he doesn't come back this season, I think they're they're not going to make it as far, but, which is a shame because I really enjoyed watching him play. But yeah, November 15th, uh, 2021, I'm going to go ahead and say it's going to be the Rams versus the Ravens. That's interesting takes because I, I have a little bit different of a view. Um, I'm picking a team that in recent years makes playoffs, but they always struggle. Um, their quarterback lied about some COVID things. Um, but I, I think I'm going to pick the Packers out of the NFC. They've been surprising this year. Um, honestly, at the beginning, with all the Aaron Rodgers drama and the drafting of Jordan Love, where everyone didn't really know where this season was going to go. I still drafted two Packers players. Everyone called me crazy. I'm uh, currently competing in that fantasy league. Uh, Ha-ha to everyone that doubted me, straight up from the bottom. But um, (laughs) the Packers are my NFC team. The AFC, I I disagree um, as well. I'm going with the Titans. That Mm. hurts a little bit, being a Colts fan. Um, But... Reality is we're five and five and they're eight and two, so they have a little bit better of a shot than we do. As you know, I'd obviously go Colts all day, but reality is that's a lie. So I'm picking the Titans. They found a way to win without Derrick Henry. Uh, if if you can do that with with the absence of probably your biggest star, I uh, I think anything's possible. If he does make a late comeback in later in the season, and he comes back primed up for playoffs. I think that makes a big deal. Uh, it changes the landscape. Um, so that that's who I'm going with this week. I will say, watching 
this year it seems like there's just been a lot of injuries that have to big players. Obviously, Derrick Henry, McCaffrey, Russell Wilson missed some time. Aaron Rodgers with his COVID stuff. I know that's not an injury, but just kind of a I don't I don't even know the word for that, but just a development. And so I've, I mean it happens every year, but I feel like this year at least I've noticed it more, especially with Derrick Henry. But it has I will agree with you. It is impressive that the Titans have continued to keep. I mean, they're number one in the AFC right now without their best player. So I think that's good for them. Bad for my fantasy team because once he got hurt, uh, yeah, I mean, they were about toast. But, you know, it's a risky run playing fantasy football. So maybe one day I'll learn. But So with that, we got our predictions made. Any other takeaways from this past week of the NFL? Uh, I, one thing I took away was, the Lions and the Steelers game was one of the most, one of the worst football games to watch. It seemed like in a while, ending in a sixteen sixteen tie. No Ben Roethlisberger. Didn't seem like Jared Goff was playing quarterback either. But that was one thing I saw. Do you see anything, Corbin? What is interesting is the Lions can no longer be zero sixteen. The Browns still hold that title. That's um, true. So one thing I. Th- I think that this week really showed us um, NFL, uh, also college football, which we'll talk about next, is um, vulnerability. We saw the vulnerability of some teams that have been very good this season. Um, Some teams that I think everyone thought were top-notch that that had a loss or had a very close game, Um, one of those being the Ravens. I think that was a very big eye-opener. The Dolphins came out big. Um, so the vulnerability we're seeing in some of these teams now that we're getting at the midway point. Like we said, I don't think there's any front-runner as we've seen in the past where we can say they're definitely going to win the Super Bowl or they're definitely even going to be in the Super Bowl. So that's been very interesting. We haven't seen that in these recent years. So. Um, in recording time, it's about 8.20 on a Monday night. So we're going to go ahead and make our choices for the Monday night football game. So that way we're telling you before the game starts, as you listeners will be hearing this the next morning. So if you want to get some last-minute bets in based off of what we say, I'd put heavy money on us because, you know, we are the experts over here. So I have a degree in NFL football. So I wish. We'd make more than degree for education. But, that the truth. but anyway, I'll give my prediction first. So since the Rams are my Super Bowl favorite, I have got to go with them tonight. I think that they Robert Woods just tore his ACL, so I think Odell Beckham's going to get some more looks. Um, I also think Cooper Cup's going to have a very good game, as he's been doing all this year, which is nice to see. I like seeing those new receivers come out of nowhere. Also, Debo Samuel for the 49ers, shout out to him, South Carolina Gamecock. But anyway, I think the Rams are going to win. I think they're going to win fairly big. I, I'm going to say that it's going to be 27-13 to 13 Rams. Um, I'm also going with the Rams this week just because they've made these big moves. One thing I would think they are going to struggle with, however, is um, Odell came in right in the middle of the week. Um, Vaughn Miller just came in as well, so it's going to take – some time obviously for them to adjust and get in there um so i think it's going to be a little bit closer 
think I'm going to go with the 27 spread that Eli called as well. But I, I think we're going to have um, a 27 to, we'll call it 17. I'll throw a field goal in there. One thing I do hope to see from the 49ers, I really hope they get Trey Lance in there. I think it's their season's kind of going downhill, and Jimmy, they know what they have with Garoppolo, so I think it's really time that they need to take a look at Trey Lance, get him some extended uh, plays, extended live reps on the field, and just see what he's got. I mean, I don't know if I'd throw him to the Wolves this week against Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and Von Miller, but I think throw him in a little bit today, and if Garoppolo is awful, then you've got one more reason to go moving forward with Trey Lance uh, for the rest of this season, get him some much needed development. And who knows, he might add another element to your offense, just running the ball that Jimmy G does not. And it could end up benefiting you in the short term as well as the long term. So I'm hoping to see him play. I think he's going to be, I don't know how good it'll be, but starting out, but I think he's going to be an exciting prospect. So we're going to go ahead and move into our last segment now. Um, We're going to talk about, last week's slate of college football and some games that are coming up this week as well. Um, I believe there were some some very close games that really showed us, again, some vulnerability of teams. Um, if you remember back that far, I know it's been a while, I'm an NC State fan on the D1 spectrum. Eli is a South Carolina Gamecocks fan. Go Cox! Uh, um, State. If anybody had the luxury of watching that game, played Wake Forest, high-scoring game. It wasn't a bad game. Um, I did tell Eli earlier, I don't think either team played to their true ability on Saturday, but still played better than most teams, I think, played on Saturday night. So uh, some interesting aspects happened. We'll go ahead and talk about that game since I've already brought it up. Wake wins 45-52. Wake was 12th last week. NC State was 16th. Um State makes a couple hiccups. Wake does the same thing. Comes down to a 10-point game with under a minute and a half. State scores. They kick an onside kick that um, if Ricky Person Jr. waits half a second longer to pick up the ball, it's a whole different ball game. You're playing for, um, you're playing for a win instead of watching them knee it three times. So, uh, again, interesting dynamic in that game. Both teams... I don't think played to their full ability, but uh, Wake did just enough to escape. Very good top 25 game. Um, we'll run down some more slates. Uh, all four of your top four win last week. Uh, Tennessee gives Georgia a tight run there for just a little bit in the game, <laughs> and then Georgia takes off in the second half. Um, again, top four win. Heft heftily, there it wasn't really a contention. Um, you get a few upsets in here though. Uh, number thirteen, Baylor. They upset Oklahoma. I think that's probably the biggest upset of the week, in my opinion, outside of the Mississippi State Auburn game. Eli, your thoughts? Yeah, I I was kind of glad to see Oklahoma lose. They've kind of been. Seems like every week they're kind of flirting with just losing, and they've got Spencer Rattler at quarterback, who um, I just am not really a fan of, and I think a lot of even Oklahoma fans are not a, fr- a fan of. But they ended up having to bring him back into the game Saturday because the 
the replacement he had to replace his replacement so kind of a mess down there in Oklahoma and they ended up losing um but staying in the Big 12 one thing that I thought was interesting was that Kansas beat Texas in a I think it was 57 to 56 in overtime and I mean Texas they're moving to the SEC I think that's a really bad look to lose to Kansas a team who well they can't really beat anybody in football except for Texas, obviously, but that's just a bad look going from losing to Kansas and then you're going to be playing Alabama and Ole Miss and Georgia here in the coming years. So they're not really going into the SEC riding high. More so they're kind of trying to sneak in the back with their tail between their legs. Um, Interesting take on that as well. I personally think both they and Oklahoma are going to struggle a little bit. Um, I actually talked to my dad about this. He he's a University of Tennessee graduate, so obviously he's a big supporter of the SEC. Um, I really think this is a recruit grab. It's a lot easier to grab some big name recruits to go into the SEC than into the Big Twelve. Um, I know if I was a recruit and they said you can go to Missouri and play in the SEC, or you can go to Texas and play in the Big Twelve, there there are people out there that are going to pick Missouri because they get to play in the SEC. Um, Again, I'm an NC State fan, but uh, that's by choice, by way of life. I grew up a Tennessee fan. I I do still pull for them on Saturdays as well. Um, Maybe not as intensely as I do for NC State, but um, it's a big deal in the SEC. It's a whole different environment on game days. I have said many times being in Neyland Stadium makes being in – a lot of other stadiums seem like you're at a high school game. So um, it's a whole different dynamic on Saturdays. It's a whole different dynamic when it's time to play, a uh, whole different environment. Um, you're playing in a lot uh, tighter ball games, bigger named ball games, you're playing a lot more top 25 teams. Uh, so you're getting a lot better looks. So I think they're really making that move um, to get those recruits to try to build up that program. Um, I think when you've consistently been one of the top two teams in the Big 12 of Texas and Oklahoma seem to have been throughout at least this century, the 2000s, as we moved on, they're, they're trying to move to finally get those so they can be more competitive to get back to that level of competing for a national championship. Yeah, I agree. At the end of the day, it's all about the money. And uh, I think the SEC is just, I mean, they're the, they're the top dog in the NCAA for as far as football is concerned. You've got Alabama year in and year out in the top four at least. And, uh, I mean, this year, Georgia, they just look like they're on a mission, especially their defense just shutting everybody out. That game this weekend against Tennessee, ten- that was the first time anybody scored 17 points on them this year. I mean, they've just been locking teams down, and it's not like they're playing a bunch of Cupcakes, they're playing the SEC. They're playing a tough schedule. Uh, They've beat everybody on their schedule, and they're making it look pretty easy. So I'm not a Georgia fan by any means, but I think they're definitely the favorite this year. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that Alabama will beat Auburn just so they can play Georgia in the SEC title game. I think that'll be an awesome game. And uh, just that'll – if Alabama wins – then they'll both probably get in the playoffs. But if Alabama loses, I kind of doubt that they'll keep them in the top four. So I think that could be the possibility to be the best game of the year. So I'm really looking forward to that. 
So guys, it's been real fun getting to be back with you all. Um, I know Eli and I were both excited. Um, both of us have been contemplating this for a while. So we're, we're really excited to be back with you guys. Um, again, we're going to start doing this two times a week. Thursdays are going to be fun. It's a lot of prediction stuff, NFL-wise, college-wise. Um, we're going to also get into basketball, things like that. Now, it's going to be a little bit different. We're not going to pick every game. We are going to pick games of the weeks, in our opinion. We'll keep a scoreboard for the rest of each of the seasons, um, kind of see where everybody falls out. We'll also keep a guest scoreboard. We'll combine theirs together, see see how the guests fare up. Um, again, if you guys have anybody that you think would be a really good fit to be a guest star, you're interested in being a guest star, Christmas is right around the corner. I think I'd love that as a Christmas gift, obviously. <laughs> so reach out to us at benchwarmersanonymous at gmail.com. Give us your votes for that. Also, if you have any questions, a topic you want to be talked about, shoot us an email. Um, we're avidly checking those. Shout out to our friend Hannah that we didn't answer the question because uh, bench warmers went on a hibernation <laughs> after May 14th. So um, we'll get to those questions. Hannah, we'll get to you soon. Um, but once again, finally, after a long await, I've been Corbin. And I'm Eli. And this has been Benchwarmers Anonymous.